You are listening to the Manifesting God podcast with your host, Marie Elizabeth. This podcast will uplift and thrust you into the manifestation of the promises of God in your life. This is the Manifesting God podcast, and I am your host, Prophetess Marie Elizabeth Kenyon. Thank you so much for joining me on this evening. I thank God for your presence today. I thank God for your life today. God is doing great things. He's doing great things whereof we are glad. God is still moving in this hour. And guess what? He's chosen me. He's chosen you to carry out his will in the earth realm. He has a work. He still has a work for you to do. If you are alive, if you are listening to the sound of my voice, hey, don't give up. Don't give up. God still has a work for you to do. There are requirements. However, there are requirements for you to do the work of the Lord. There is a discipline that is required for you to be able to do the work of the Lord. Tonight, I am talking specifically to leadership. I don't care if your membership is five or 5,000. I don't care if it's 10, 10,000, 100 or 100 million. I don't care about the size of your audience. But if you are called of God, if you are called of God, if you are a leader in the kingdom of God, this word tonight is God has sent it to save your life. He has sent it to preserve you. He has sent this word to position you to position you. And again, I'm going to start by saying there is a discipline that God is calling for in order to be a part of his plan. It's what we would call our next, but it uh, it really is God's plan. It is his plan. And it is not a discipline that is routinely exercised today. I'm telling you right now, it's not a discipline that is routine, routine, it's not a discipline that is routinely, that's the word I want, routinely exercised today. It actually is one that some consider optional. It is a discipline that some consider optionable, optional. Listen, when, when we're children, when we're children, we're permitted to speak as children. It's expected of us to speak and to act as children. But the Bible says there comes a time when we grow up and we put away the childish things. We put away the childish words. We put away the childish reactions. We put away the childish actions. We're expected to put those aside and exchange for in exchange for a more appropriate and a more mature response. 
a more appropriate and a more mature reaction. It comes a time. There comes a time when we are not permitted to act no longer as children, no longer with a childish response. This is what God is requiring of us right now. And I'm referring to here God's patience, his patience as a child, that what that patience that we had, that he had with us as children that has endured thus far. But now there is a demand. There is a demand to discipline. There is a demand to a specific discipline. I'm talking to leaders tonight. There is a demand to a specific discipline. I'm talking to leaders tonight. I'm talking to apostles. I'm talking to prophets and pastors. This is, listen, I am not, I am talking to you right now as a prophetess that God has sent with a word to save your life. And he's put a demand on our discipline because the, in order, in order to fulfill feel the promise that he's assigned to our hand, our ways must align to his ways. Our ways must align to his ways. Again, our ways must align to his ways. We must become to a place where we understand not only God's role, but we have to understand our role. See, because if we don't understand our role, we might miss and cross that thin line into God's role. And then we start uh, having God-like behaviors and God-like responses that are not a part of our role. Those roles, those responses are specific to God. They're specific to God. Why? Because they're specific to his promises his promises to us, his promises. Look at his promises throughout the Bible. His promises require something of us. And then it tells us when we do what's required of us, then he will do what he has said that he would do. When, when there are certain promises that says, if you do this, then I'll do that. God's promises, read them, read them, read them. And then read what God does not say. Read what he's not saying there. If you will submit and humble yourself to me, then I will fight your battles. Why? Because I, God, must receive all the glory. No glory for you. Glory for God. We are placed here in this earth to bring glory to God, whether that's through uh, good things happening or whether that's through trauma. Our assignment is to bring glory to God. So we must begin to understand in this point in time that there's a discipline that God is requiring of us. And that takes us to our scripture for today. That takes us to what God is requiring for us today. Let me pull that up because I didn't have that up. I can tell you the scripture. Um, let me see. Um, da, 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 da. There we go. So I want to make sure that I say it correctly. Ephesians 2 and 6. See, I would have messed it up because I was going to say Ephesians 2 and 5. So Ephesians 2 and 6. 2 and 6. It says, and I'm just going to, I'm going to go with this particular verse because this is what God is saying to us as leaders today. Remember, this applies to you whether your membership is 5 or whether it's 50, whether it's 100 whether it's a hundred thousand, this word is to save your life. 
So then once this word is given, the choice becomes yours. The choice becomes yours to live or to die. These are the choices to live or to die. This scripture says, and God, it says it in the new international version I'm reading from and God and God raised us up and God raised us up with Christ, with Christ and seated us with him, with Christ in heavenly realms in Christ Jesus, right? The new living transition says, for he raised us from the dead along with Christ. He raised us from the dead along with Christ. He that ascended did first descend. He raised us from the dead along with Christ and seated us with him in heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. Because we are united with Christ. I'm still on the same scripture, English Standard Version, and raised us up with him, seated us with him in heavenly places in Christ. The King James Version, and hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And I like right there where that version says, and made us not by force. It's not saying they're by force. It's saying made us as in created us, created us to be able to sit, to be able to sit, to be able to sit, sit, sit in heavenly places, in the heavenly places with Christ Jesus in my last version, same verse. And he raised us up together with him. When we believed, it says, when we believed and seated us with him in heavenly places, because we are in Christ Jesus, he raised us up together with him. When we believed when we believe that we've been raised up with him, when we believe that he that descended is the same one that ascended, when we believe that, when we believe that he has seen that he, we are then, then, when we believe that then we are seated, we, we are seated with him in heavenly places. See the amplified Bible actually gives us a, a bit of a, if clause there, a, if clause, it says, and he raised us up together with him. When it gives us a, you know, in, in, uh, in high school, you learned when you heard that word, when in a sentence after that, you had a comma when, so it was a pause there. So it meant that you were supposed to, that meant that you had to make a decision. And then what was came after the pause would be true after your decision. And so the amplified version gives us that example there. And when it says, and he raised us up together with him when we believed and seated us with him in heavenly places. It was when we believed. 
It was when we believe. See, the point that I am making with this scripture, God is saying that I am calling you to a place where I desire that you would choose to stay seated with me in heavenly places. God is saying that at this point in time, we don't tend to sit in our heavenly seat and rest there. As I say to my apostle, we don't tend to sit there and cross our legs and make ourselves comfortable in that place. We are constantly being drawn out of our seat in heavenly places with Christ by situations and circumstances of the world that we need not concern ourselves with because God has already promised that he would fight our battles for us if, if, if we would only be still in Exodus 14 and four. See there, I know a lot of you, when I say this, you're going to recall this a time in our lives when we were children. Remember I was talking a lot in the beginning about when we were children and how we acted as children. We spoke as children. Our responses were as a child. Do when, do you recall as a child when things got out of hand with you with me, when things got up out of hand, what did we hear our parents say? I probably don't even have to say it and you're going to recognize it. Our parents would say, sit down and come on. There was a follow-up and shut up. They would say, sit down and shut up. They gave us two. It didn't matter what was going on. The commands, those two commands, they always came together sit down and furthermore, shut up. Meaning I don't want to, your, my mother used to say to me like this, I don't want to hear your side. Nobody cares about your side. It took me till I was 40 years old to realize no one cared about my side. Like the uh, old folks used to say your peace. Nobody cared like an Easter piece, but nobody cared about your peace. Nobody cared about your thought, your input. When it was, when instruction was given, Nobody wanted to hear your response. Follow the instruction. And at times the instruction was sit down and shut up. Now God is saying it, you know, it's, it's, it's something I noticed in the scripture where, 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 you know, it's related to us rather sweetly. The Lord will speak rather sweetly to us. And he says, I will fight for you. I will fight for you. You need only to be still. And then the new living translation says the Lord himself will fight for you. Just stay calm. The Lord will fight for you. The English standard version says you only have to be silent. You only have to be silent. The Lord will fight for you. The King James version says the one that we read the most. All you have to do is hold your peace. The Lord will fight for you. All you have to do is hold your peace. The reason why I'm focusing on this particular scripture, Exodus 14 and 14 in conjunction with Ephesians 2 and 6 is because there God, what God is requiring of us, as I said earlier, it requires a discipline that we do not yet have. And this discipline, should you choose to practice it, and it will require practice because we don't do it a lot today. It, should you choose to practice it, it will save your life. 
it will save your life. See, because in order to hear what God is saying today, we must stay seated in our heavenly seat to be able to receive the instruction from God. See right now, and I'm harping on this a bit because right now, today it's not happening. We don't stay seated. We don't stay seated. We don't hold our peace. We don't hold our peace. Why? Because it's easier to get in the flesh and give word and give voice to our reaction because we can, because we can. And one thing I, I constantly say a lot is that just because we can do something, it doesn't make it the right thing to do. It doesn't make it the good thing to do. It doesn't make it the God thing to do just because you can. It's just like, just because you can make a choice, just because God gave us the freedom of choice. Sometimes we ought to sit ourselves down and discipline and say, really is a choice here needed though? Is a choice really needed here though? Or can I just do as God has instructed me? Can I just obey? Would obedience, would obedience be sufficient in this case instead of me just, instead of me exercising my choice? You know, some of us going to sit back, our choices are going to kill us. I hear the Holy Spirit. You're going to allow your choice to kill you because you refuse to hold your peace. Why not sacrifice? Obedience is greater than sacrifice. Why not sacrifice your choice for obedience to God's word? How about that? We quote that scripture, oh, obedience is greater than sacrifice when we're manipulating, when we're manipulating God's people, but we don't practice it ourselves. How about, how about we, we forfeit we sacrifice our choice for obedience to God's word. How about we stand back and take a bigger view into what that scripture may actually be saying to us and submit our choice to God as a means of a sacrifice, a sweet smelling, humble savor in his nostril. And how about we instead decide just to submit, just to obediently obediently submit to his will, his word, and his purpose. Back to sitting in our seats. When we sit in our seats and think about it like this, and you're probably doing it right now, you're sitting right now, cross your legs and try to stand up and see how quickly you hit the floor. Cross your legs sitting in your seat and try to stand up with your legs still crossed and see how quickly you hit the floor. See, this is how we know that we're not resting in the position that God has made us. He made us, he created us to be seated next to him. He created us to be seated in heavenly realms. This was the purpose of the dissension, then the ascension, so that we would be able to sit, to sit and have direct conversation with him where he could expose to us and share with us the strategies of the kingdom of God. See, some of us, there are some things in God we will never see and we will never know. 
We will never know until we learn to stay seated and allow God to fight our battles. And allowing God to fight our battles means we do not get to respond. See, I haven't found anywhere where God said, I will fight with you. We can go together and we can all just fight the battle. No, he said, I will fight for you. You show up, sit down in your seat and watch me work. Do like Habakkuk, take your spot. Prophets, take your spot. Take your spot in the towers and wait and see what God's going to say to you. Wait and see how God's going to handle your enemies. Wait and see. See, most of the time we don't want to wait. We don't want to wait. But guess what? If you don't learn to wait on God to fight your battles, wait, W-A-I-T, you will never receive the weight, W-E-I-G-T, of his glory. You will never receive it. You will never receive it. Why? Because you can't be trusted. You can't be trusted. You run the first, you're too easily distracted. The first thing that happens in your company, you feel the need to jump up and address. The first thing that happens, uh, attack on you, you feel the need to jump up and address. But when you jump up and address it, you have now decided that you will fight your own battle. So you have pushed God out the way and said, I got this. And you ran out there and you handled it. And how'd that work out for you? You handled it. I'm telling you, God's mercy is not always going to endure with the rebellion. His mercy is not always going to endure with the rebellious. See, I, I walk in the office of a prophet. Thank God I don't have your seat because I swear I'd move some of your chairs. I just move it and let you hit the floor when you came back looking for that seat. And maybe that would teach you to stay in it. Cause you don't know where God going to move it to in the realms and in the dimensions. And you got to go searching for it. Stay seated in the place where God has placed you. Where God has seated us is in heavenly places. If you are able, if you are able to discipline yourself and stay seated in the seat, heavenly seat that God has placed you in, you, he can then unfold for you unfold for you the universe. He can unfold for you the realms. He can unfold for you the dimensions, but you have to stay seated in your seat long enough for him to train and teach you in the way that he would have you to go, to have him to trust you, to trust you with his secrets, with his secrets. See, we're, we're, this, our seat, our seat is in heavenly places, right? So the Bible tells us we're seated in heavenly places. Um, my apostle talks about it like, and he'll say, you know, the universe. He'll refer to it as the universe. And when I went to, to understand the universe, I began to understand the X planet. And when I thought about the exco planet, when I began to learn about that, it basically is the universe and it contains everything. It contains everything. See, the earth is only one planet. 
and the exo and the exoplanet. The Earth is only one planet in the universe. There are many planets. There are many layers to the realm. There are many lines to the realm. And as we sit in our seat, God will begin to show us how to walk through, how to walk through. And he will begin to show us the strategies and the, and the workings, the intricate workings of his hand throughout the universe. But we don't know that until we sit still long enough for him to be able to expose it to us. Yes, there's an earth and a moon, but that's a part of the everything that God indeed is. That's a part of the everything, the Milky Way, all that. That's a, only a part of the everything that God is and that he wants to show us if, if we will stay seated, if we will stay seated. See, there, there is a point in time that you get to in God that if you are not seated in your heavenly seat, you indeed render yourself of no more use to him. You are of no more use to him because he can no longer communicate with you. And he cannot communicate with you because you cannot be trusted. And you cannot be trusted because you're so easily distracted. And you're so easily distracted because you don't understand your role and God's role. And you keep crossing over. You keep crossing over. Today, the plea is for you to sit in your seat, cross your feet, and wait. W-A-I-T on the wait. W-E-I-G. W-E-I-G-H-T. And wait on the wait. Wait on the wait of glory. Wait on the wait. Wait on the wait. Because we need, we need that weight of glory to kashelo shai to hoshamakashe to washike to to ground us to help us to sit that weight of glory will make you sit that weight of glory will make you cross your legs that weight of glory you can't move with that weight of glory you'll no longer be able to go and mind God's business with that weight you'll be so busy so busy hearing from God and God will be so busy exposing to you his secret thing showing you how to maneuver and what to stay and speak for his kingdom to be built and the enemy's kingdom to be torn down that you will no longer concern yourselves Concern yourselves with the he say, she say, he do, she do. That's petty. That's petty when you're sitting in your seat under the weight of glory. That's petty. That's, you, you're not even thinking about that. That's not your worry and that's not your concern. That's not your worry and that's not your concern. Hebrews 11 and 3 says, by faith, by faith, and we're still talking, we're still talking today about being seated in heavenly places. We're talking today about seated with him. I'm talking about seated with him, seated with him. We've talked about so far um, where God has seated us 
at in heavenly places. We've talked about where the seat is. Right now, we're going to Hebrews 11 and 3. The English Standard Version says, By faith, we understand that the universe was created by the word of God, so that what is seen was not made of things that are visible. What is seen, what is seen is not made of things that are visible. We're separating here by faith. We understand that the universe was created by the word of God, by the word of God, so that what is seen, what is seen was not made out of things that are visible that are visible the universe that is created by god it cannot be seen by what is visible what is in this earth what is touchable what is tangible in order to see in order to see the universe as created by god and because it is not made of things that are visible that means that we must be seated in our heavenly seat so that god can show it to us in the spirit he must show it to us in the spirit. He must capture, capture, capture our spiritual vision as we sit in our heavenly seat and begin to show us in the spirit, in the spirit, in the spirit, the intricacies of his working that we might gain a better understanding of the glory that is God, of the glory that is is God. See Genesis 1, it says it like this. In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. The earth without was without form. It had it was void. There was darkness all over it and the spirit of God it hovered over the face of the water and God said that let there be light and then there was light and God saw that it was good, right? And God separated it from the darkness. God called the light day and the darkness he called night and there was evening and morning and the first day. But right here it says and God separated the light from the dark and God separated in the heavenly places. He shows us the separation in the realms. He shows us the separations. He shows us the separations in the dimensions. If you're sitting in your heavenly seat, if you're sitting in your heavenly seat, what is separated, what is separated, you'll begin to see the separation. Your concerns will change. This is how I know that a lot of us as leaders are not seated because our concerns are, are of things that are, are not separate. Why are we, we're not, our, our view, our view is of, our view is of that which is visible. Well, we, our view should be God showing us how he separated the intricacies, the lines of the universe and what those lines mean and why those lines are there. We are too focused. We are too distracted. We are too consumed with the things of the world and not enough with the things of God. The things of the world get our attention, get our words, get our reactions, but not the things of God. This is how the enemy has crept into our churches by distracting us with the things of the world in the church. 
distracting us with the things of the world in the world, distracting us with, with fame, with platforms, with, with, uh, with notoriety. This is how the enemy has entered into our churches. We stood up from our heavenly seat and we engaged in the visible, in the visible, in the visible, instead of the spirit, the separating, the separator the separator. We've engaged in things that, listen, Isaiah 40 and 22, it said, it is he who sits above the circles of the earth and its inhabitants are like grasshoppers who stretches out the heavens like a curtain and spreads them like a tent to dwell in. It is he who sits above the circles of the earth. Your seat is in heavenly places above above, above the circles of the earth. But instead we choose, we choose to sit under, we choose to sit under, we choose to sit under. We are too distracted, too distracted with what's under the circles of the earth. When we should be concerned with above the circles of the earth, our focus, our focus is not on the things of God. Our focus is not on the things of God. Why? Because we are not seated properly. We are not seated properly. We keep allowing distractions to move us from the things of God, to move us from the things of God to the things of the world. We, we are more focused on what the enemy is doing in the earth realm. And we're reacting and our responses are to what the enemy is doing in the earth realm. Instead of standing back, as I said earlier, like Habakkuk and waiting to see how God is going to deal with our enemies and waiting to see what God is going to speak to our enemies. We prefer to fight the battles ourselves, but God is commanding today that if you're going to be a part of, if you're going to be a part of what I am doing, what if a part of my plan, a part of next, as we said, if you're going to be a part of it, then sit down, sit down, zip it, sit down, shut it up, sit down. God is talking. God is talking and he is demanding of us that we listen. And if we don't listen, he's not going to beg. He, you would have just disqualified yourself. If you're not going to listen, if you're not going to sit down in your seat and listen to what God is saying, you, ma'am, sir, have just disqualified yourself for what God is doing next. For what God, you have just disqualified yourself. See, because in our seat, Romans 1 and 20, for his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world and the things that have been made. So they are without excuse. So what's in the seat? Divine nature, divine nature, divine nature is in the seat. Isaiah four and five, then the Lord will create over the whole site of Mount Zion and over her assemblies, a cloud by day and smoke and shining and flaming fire by night for over all 
the glory, there will be a canopy. For over all the glory, there is a canopy. There is a canopy. You know, when I sit and when I'm sitting in my seat, in my heavenly position, I can look and I see Jesus sitting right furthest to my right. I can see Jesus sitting there. And I looked and I said, Jesus, why, why don't I see God? And he said, because you are in God. He is our canopy. He is our canopy and he's hovering over what he's put his glory in. So it is important that we are sitting in our heavenly seat because in that seat rests glory on us. And that weight of glory is what God will rest over and what rests in him. It is important that we receive that weight of glory that will bind us, bound us to our seat that will bind us and bound us to our heavenly seat and allow God to be that canopy that is over us. And there'll be no excuses then. There'll be no excuses then. There will be no excuses then. Revelations 4 and 11 says, Worthy are you, our Lord and God, to receive the glory, the honor, and the power. For you have created all things, and by your will they existed and they were created. God has created us to receive it. He's created us to be engulfed in him as he receives that glory and that honor and that power. And as he receives that glory, he puts that weight of glory on us. Stop hunting and begging and pleading for your honor. Your honor is in the seat. Your power is in the seat. Your glory, your honor, your power is in your heavenly seat. Stay in your heavenly seat. Psalms 115 and 16 says, the heavens are the Lord's heavens, but the earth he has given to the children of man. He's given it to the children of man. You are the child of God. Why is a child of God fighting with the children of man, the child of man who their, their inheritance is the earth? Of course they're going to act worldly. Why are you fighting with them when they're acting according to what they are of? And you are of a godly countenance. You are of a godly spirit. You don't take time to fight with the children of the world. They have their inheritance and they are acting on their inheritance. They are acting on it. Colossians 1 and 15 and 17 says that he is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation for by him, all things were created in heaven and in earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones, dominions, rulers, authorities, all things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things and in him, all things are held together. You are of a God that is before all things. He's before all things. He's in front of all things. So why are you operating back there? You are seated in heavenly places with him and he is before all things. So you are with and before you are not behind. 
You are not in backup. You are with and before. And with and before requires of you the discipline of staying in your seat. Staying in your seat. He's already descended. He's already descended. And we were with him, the word tells us, when he descended and when he ascended. So why are we descending yet again? Yet again. Why are we descending yet again? It is a trick of the enemy to pull you out of your seat. It is a trick of the enemy to distract you with the goings on of the world, with the criticisms, with the, with the governments, with the, with all that's going on today, with the illness, with COVID and all, just to get you out of your seat. When the truth of the matter is you could receive the strategies if you stayed in your seat and to deal with it. So he's trying to distract you from the how to and the why or how to handle it. The enemy is trying to distract you from it. He's trying to distract you from it and get you to get out of your seat, get you to move out of your seat. But this is a time when God is calling. He is calling for us to come. He's bidding for us to come to our heavenly seat and stay seated and allow him, allow him, wait, wait on him, wait on him to receive the weight of glory from him. And once you receive that weight of glory, you will be bound, binded and bound to your seat, to your seat. And then he began, can begin to show you, show you more of his glory, his honor and his power. He began, he can begin to expose to you the circles of the universe. He can begin to expose to you the strategies that lie in between the lines and the circles of the universe. He can begin to show you the strategies of even how he's dealing with and how the things that are happening in the world today are going to work together for your good. If you stay seated, if you're willing to stay seated, my, my, my request to you today is that you submit as a sacrifice, your choice for obedience in his will and that you gladly, happily take your seat in heavenly places, cross your legs at the bottom, I mean cross it so that your ankles are touching and wait on God to give you the weight of his glory. Wait on God to be able to give, to be able to share with you, to trust you with his strategies, to trust you with his promises, to trust you with his glory, to trust you with his honor, to trust you with his power. Wait on the wait, wait on the wait. The plea today is to wait W A I T on the wait W E I G H T of glory. Wait on it. Wait on it because it is through that weight that you will, again, you're going to receive the weight of his glory and you will be bound to your heavenly seat and you will be bound but see, to do that. That is going to take a discipline. You will have to do it on purpose intentionally because God is not going to make you to sit down in the seat. He's already made you for the seat. He's not going to make M-A-K-E, you take the seat. He's already made you, M-A-D-E, for the seat. Now you have to make the choice. Do you want all the distractions, 
all the distractions that come with the quote unquote platforms and that come with the quote unquote people of God not? Do you want, do you want all of those distractions? Do you, do you think it's better for you to respond, to respond to all, to all that's being said, not only about you, but to you? Do you really think that it's worth it to get out of your heavenly seat to respond and deal with that? Do you, do you, do you think it's, do you think it's worth it to step out of adult, uh, an adult mature that God has created you to be a mature adult and to go back to your childhood reactions and your childhood responses and your childhood responses or or can you disavow your insecurities today? Can you disavow your the, your the spirit of rejection that tends to drive you every now and then? Can you disavow it today and let the talkers keep on talking and let the naysayers keep on being naysayers and let the haters keep on being haters and let the platforms, the, the worldly platforms pass you by can you, can you sacrifice your, your insecurities? Can you sacrifice your pride, your need to prove a point, um, your need, your need to be, to show them that you made it. Can you sacrifice all of that? Can you sacrifice you? Can you sacrifice you for obedience to God's word instead? Can we sacrifice the clubs that make us feel that we're a part of something because we don't want to feel rejected? Can we sacrifice uh, all the phone calls that we get so that we don't feel, so that we can feel needed? Can we sacrifice all the all the um, the, the things that I, that you have to fix because you just have to fix everything? Can you sacrifice all of that and just give your people the word of God and let them? Let that word of God, let it, let it take root in them so that it can yield fruit, more fruit and much more fruit. And can you stay seated? See, because there are people, leaders, I'm talking to you. There are people that are, that, that love you and they have your best interests at hand and they want to see you manifest the promises of God in your life. And those people, our lives are on hold. Until you learn to take your seat, until you learn to exchange, to, until you learn to accept the weight and the weight. There, there are people whose, whose lives are in flux because you keep getting up out of your seat to address what God already had a plan for. There are people that are in that, that love you, that want that, that, that are waiting for you to, to release your insecurities and your rejections to God so that, so that they can walk in the freedom that is God, that he has waiting for you. If you stay in your seat, seat, your seat, your seat. Can we, can we today agree? Can we today touch and agree across the airwaves? Can we touch and agree that we will, that we will sacrifice our choices, our, our choice for, for obedience in God's will and God's way. And we will take our seat.
and we will cross our legs and we will not be moved. We will not be moved by all the activity that the enemy, because I'm telling you, you could agree with me tonight and tomorrow, or probably as soon as I get off the broadcast, your phone's going to start ringing and folks are going to start calling and everybody's going to be in trauma and chaos. And you're going to know, because I'm telling you now that that's nothing but the work of the enemy to distract you. Yes, there will be some things that you have to deal with, but God will, can give you the wisdom of how to deal with those things and still hold your peace. He can give you the wisdom if you stay in your seat. He can give you your wis the wisdom of the matter where you can just say, he can, someone might call and God say, just tell them A, B, C, and D. And you can text him right back, A, B, C, and D, and you still holding your peace. You text him with one hand, A, B, C, and D, and you still holding your peace. You still holding your peace. No longer does God want his angels to be overtaken with the distractions that the enemy lays at their feet. Don't you think by now that the enemy has studied you long enough that he knows what it takes to move you? He knows what it takes to get you to stand up out of your seat and even walk away. He knows what it what to do to make you respond, to make you address to make you feel like you need to address something. How about we not, how about we, we act like we know it. How about we come to know ourselves and our triggers and what, and what, what can make us react a certain way and why? And how about we discipline that within ourselves? We determine within ourselves, I'm no longer going to do it that way. It only takes a change of mind. It only takes a change of mind. You know, I've heard psychologists say, oh, it takes 90 days to change a habit. No, it don't. Jesus got up in three, death to life in three days. It takes me three days. All I got to do is change my mind. No, I'm not doing it that way anymore. I might have to remind myself the second day, but the third day I've got it. I'm not doing it that way no more. I'm handling it completely different. Make up your mind today because it's your mind and your mind dictates the action of your flesh. So you make up your mind today. I'm no longer, I'm no longer going to get out of my seat in heavenly places and address the enemy. I'm no longer going to address the works of the enemy. I'm no longer going to allow him <clears throat> to pull me away from the voice of God. I'm no longer, no, no longer going to allow him to dictate my reactions. I'm no longer going to allow him to, to come between me and my savior to the point where God is fed up with me constantly walking away from him in the middle of his sentences. Because I think I got this because I think I can do more than God can do. Or because I just simply get caught up in the moment. And I get caught up in the moment and I immediately go run to the rescue. And I immediately go try to solve that problem. I immediately go try to tend to that. See, because God placed us each in the body where it pleases him. So there are people around that are built, that are going to mature into the positions that are needed, that are needed in, in the different congregations that God is building. He's putting people in those places that are going to be able to deal with the different needs of the congregation. But in order for them to mature, then as a leader, we have to mature. In order for, in order for, um, in order for my, in order for me to come up, then my apostle has to go up. 
Otherwise, we're gonna we're gonna run head on into each other at the same at the same point in time in God's plan. So he has to graduate and then go to what God has for him next. Then I come in. And then another person comes up. And then when they come up, another person comes up under them. And then another person comes up under them. See, we can get tricked up and say, oh, the first shall be last and the last shall be first. And we can sometimes quote that scripture in the most negative context. But what it's actually saying is you're first today and then you move up and then I come up and then I'm first. Then I tell somebody else and then I move up and then they come up. Now they're first. Now they tell somebody else and then they move up and then that person becomes first. And it's a trickle. It's a just trickle down effect where everybody comes to first, first, an initial standing, initial understanding of who God is in their life. And when I come to that first understanding, that revelation of who God is in my life, I can pass that to the next person. Now they come to a first they come to a first understanding of who Christ is in their life and what God has happened. And they can pass it on. And that next person comes on to a first, a first understanding. And now that person is last. They already got the understanding. They move on into the things of God. See, we have to begin to under, we have to begin to understand that this is the thing. It's not about us. And it's never going to be about us. It's always going to be about Christ. It's always going to be about Christ. It would be a lot easier for us as leaders to stay in our seat if we realize it's about Christ. It's about Christ. My job is to get that direction from Christ. And I feed it to you every Monday so that you can take it and digest it and feed it to someone else. And then that person's going to take it and digest it and feed it to someone else. I am only speaking to you to the words that God speaks to me. I'm sharing with you what he shared with me. And so you go share with someone else what he shared with you tonight. Okay? Because God is calling us to a place that is no longer. We have to get out of this mentality that we deserve so much and we need so much. Get out of the needy mentality. Sit in your seat that God has made you, made you specifically for. And let's begin to rebuild the kingdom of God because he has a work for us to do. He has a work for us to do. And there is no way, there is no way that we are going to be able to do what God is calling us to do if, if we are not going to stay in our seat in heavenly places. I'm talking to leaders. Stay in your seat. Stay in your seat. No matter what comes, God will give you the wisdom of it matter. You disperse the wisdom all from your seat. All from your seat. And watch and watch God begin to build, build a people, a people right before your presence. He's going to begin to build a people that are Fitly joined together, fitly joined together. And those joints will each supply the other. They will each supply the other. You stay in your seat and God will begin to show you the joints that are built right in front of you. Fitly joined together to supply all the need, all the need that is before you. Amen. Amen. Come on. Let's, let's get ready to get ready for prayer. God, I just thank you so much. I thank you, God, that you have kept us. You've kept us 
unto this day. You've kept us through every situation and you've kept us through every circumstance. But I thank you, God, that you have put a demand on us to no longer be little children tossed to and fro by every wind of the enemy's doctrine. But you have called for us, God, to stay seated in the heavenly seat that you have made us for. You, oh God, have caused us to come from the place of dissension to now ascend. You, oh God, have built for us a weight, a weight that if we will accept this weight, W-A-I-T, that you will put upon us the weight, the weight of your glory, oh God, and you will cause us, oh God, to begin to to, oh, you will open our eyes, oh God, to your your the intricacies, the intricacies of the universe that is you, God. You will cause us, oh God, to begin to understand the dimensions, the realms, the seats, the 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 strategies, the wise God of why of of the strategies, God, of what you would have us to understand and how you would expect us to act in the earth room and how you would expect us to speak in the earth room, earth room and how you expect us to do and to build in the earth room, God. God, I command now that your understanding, oh God, the very wisdom, the very wisdom and knowledge of who you are and who we are in you, God, begin to rest, begin to rest on our shoulders, oh God. Give us the wisdom, oh God, that we need to comprehend, to comprehend the sit, the weight, and the weight. Open our eyes, oh God, that we might begin to understand, that we may begin to understand that we might begin to comprehend your will and your purpose in, for, and through us, God. Help us, God, to hold our peace. Hold our peace. Both hands holding our peace, oh God, so that our hands, God, might begin to build the things of God in the name of Jesus and not, God, build the things of the world and their distractions. Help us not to be moved, God. Help your leaders, God, not to be moved from their seat. Help your leaders, God, to be Focus and tuned in. Tune their ear to your voice, oh God. Tune their ear, oh God, to your wisdom. Tune their eyes, oh God, to see the realms, to see the dimensions, God, to see the circles above. In the name of Jesus, oh God, tune their heart, oh God, incline their heart to wisdom, God. In the name of Jesus, in the name of the Lord God, raise up, God, your sure foundational leaders, oh God, that they might not be removed and distracted, God, by everything that's tossed in front of them, God, by the people. Help them, God, to stay focused. Heal, God, your leaders that have moved out of the sea and taken on illness. Heal them from their illnesses, oh God. Heal them, oh God, from their sicknesses, oh God. Give them a second chance, oh God, as they reach for you now in this hour, God, as they reach for you, oh God, heal their bodies, oh God. Heal their minds, oh God. Purge them of filthiness of the flesh and of the spirit. Perfect 
holiness in them that they might be able to walk worthy of the vocation wherein they are called. Raise them up from that dead place where they once descended and cause them not to descend again, but cause them to ascend to heavenly places, God, and sit in the seat that you have made for them, that you have made for them. In Jesus' name, 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 your kingdom come, your will be done. Your kingdom come, your will be done. Your kingdom come, your will be done. Your kingdom come in the minds of your leaders. Your kingdom come in the minds of your leaders. Your will be done in the hearts of your leaders. Your will, God, put your will in their hearts. Your will in their hearts, God. In the name of Jesus, in the name of the Lord God. God, do it now, do it now. In the name of Jesus, in the name of the Lord God. Rescue God, rescue God. Take every care off of their shoulder. Take every weight off of their shoulder, oh God. Let them know, God, that you have the people, God, and you're positioning the people, God, where it pleases you, God, where every joint will be able to fitly supply the other, God. In the name of Jesus, oh God, help them to keep their eyes on you. Help them to keep their eyes on you. Help them to keep their eyes on you, their ears to your mouth. Help them to keep their eyes on you, their ears to your mouth. In Jesus' name, 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 Siki Yere Losa, Kayere de Be Sikiana Mashai, Koyana Mashiki Yere de Be Siki Yerosita, Kayere de Be Seke, Heal God, Heal that leader now, God, Tomo Shiki Yasata, Koya, Rescue him, God, Rescue him, God, Rescue him, God, Rescue him, God, Let your mercy prevail, God, Let your mercy prevail, Let your mercy prevail, God, In the name of Jesus, In the name of the Lord God. In the name of Jesus, in the name of the Lord God, in the name of Jesus, oh God, oh God, oh God, stand your leaders on your true foundation. Stand your leaders up on your true foundation. Hold them up, oh God, with your right hand. Hold them up with your right hand, God, in the name of Jesus, in the name of the Lord God. For those whom the enemy has come in like a flood, God, hold them up with your right hand. Hold them up with your right hand, God, in the name of Jesus, in the name of the Lord God. Dispel the the warders, God, that would try to drown them. Dispel the warders, God, that would try to drown them. Receive the warders that would try to drown them. Raise them up now, God, in the name of Jesus, in the name of the Lord God. Breathe again, man of God. Breathe again, man of God. I'm pumping on your heart now. Breathe again, man of God. Breathe again, woman of God. Breathe again, woman of God. The Lord resuscitate you now. The Lord resuscitate you now. Call your bashata. Lord, do it now in the name of Jesus. I thank you. 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 The will of the Lord be done. 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 Your kingdom come. Your kingdom come. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. Your will be done. Your will be done. Your will be done. In Jesus' name. 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 I thank you so much for listening to me on this evening. And I shall see you on next Monday at 7 p.m. 
If you would like to sow a seed into this broadcast, please see the bottom of your screen. I am Marie Elizabeth on all the Cash App, the PayPal media. I thank you so much for your continued support, which allows us to be on air every Monday at 7 p.m. God bless you. You are in my prayers. You are in my prayers. God bless you and God keep you.